Good morning to you, Jack Dickens. Can't tell you're about to go on a holiday, can you? Yeah, Up and well, about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the holiday. I'll give you the tip. Um, can't <laughs> wait. But, geez, it's good to be alive. We're so lucky to have our loved ones, aren't we? So if you've got a loved one, just give them a hug today, Dicko, because you're, oh, in, you're in fine already form. Lost good. Um, what meeting are you looking forward to most? Is it is it the Mornington card, the Hawkesbury card, the Brisbane card, or the Adelaide card? Well, self-interest governs us all. We have a runner in race two at Hawkesbury, so that's going to be the focus yep. at the start. Um, I think the Mornington meeting's reasonably juicy for a Mornington meeting. I'm excited about watching it. And, um, you know, it might be a sort of sky one day because we need to keep an eye on Adelaide as it heats up yeah. over there as it, the racing gets a little hotter. It, it used to be a red channel day, but now it's a green channel day, Jules Valence. As, as I say, good morning to you. Um, there is plenty to look forward to every 10 or so minutes, you would imagine, today around the country. Yeah, there's a bit on, isn't there? Sort Just of around a little every bit. State. Yeah, it's good to see Adelaide sort of having a, a crack. The Victorian horses going over there. So it'll be interesting to see how they measure up. Uh, I'd expect fairly well, uh, if history tells us anything. But um, look, overall, when you've got meetings like Mornington and Hawkesbury, and probably the narrative that comes out Monday is, you know, turnovers down. And that's just the facts of life. We know that punters probably will look at the race card and go, well, maybe this will be my day off. That's no disrespect to Mornington or Hawkesbury. That's just the way the punters do feel when they're going into these into these meetings. They don't know the track. They don't trust the track as much as a Flemington or a Caulfield, but there'll still be plenty of money turned over. It just will be, you would think, a little bit soft compared to if the meeting was at a Sandown or anything like that. That's just the way the game is. I think that's a really key point that like a sort of a focus point for us this morning would be these are unique tracks and the, the, the patterns will evolve through the day. I think it'd be favourite right now. The the general public would expect Mornington will favour on pace horses and Hawkesbury will race fairly. Uh, same story, Morfittville. But that's probably not going to be the case, particularly Hawkesbury and Morfittville. And they'll evolve and they'll ev- like the, a pattern will become evident and the, the betting will adjust to that pattern, Jules. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think I think we, in our minds, have Mornington. It's a tight track. It's a unique track that on speed is just a major go-to. The numbers sort of don't suggest that. The numbers suggest it's quite an even track. But what I will say is, is that leaders do have a higher win strike rate than, say, the Australian average. So, you know, there's positives there. But in essence, we always sort of want to, as a default, to go always want to be sort of forward of midfield in less something else we see is telling us that it's not going to be. I mean, Flemington probably is the outlier to that. You can sort of win from anywhere on most days. But, um, yeah, so, look, forward of midfield unless it tells us something else. But just don't get sucked too much into uh, Mornington early doors thinking it's going to be this massive highway. It might end up being that. But the numbers suggest it's a little bit more even than I think what the public think. And we'll start with Mornington. I've got a theory here as well. I don't know if the theory works. It's not my theory. It's the theory that some of the punters have in the, in the local pubs. When you're betting at Mornington, Jules, you're back Mornington trainers. Is that a myth? Yeah, we did the numbers on this actually because okay. this, is a, this is a huge narrative that is told. Now, there's no doubt Mornington uh, trainers win plenty of races at Mornington. But the thing is, plenty of Mornington trainers run in the races. <laughs> yes. So... If you have the win strike rate versus, say, the amount of runners in the race, it's actually a little bit less than what they sort of probably should win from a market perspective. But I'm not saying, like, at the end of the day, 
the Mornington trainers might still win five or six races, and they go, yeah, Mornington. But they might have had five or six runners in the race. Yeah. So and then, and then your data set, Jules, can be a bit sort of skewed because you're looking at Mornington numbers. So, like, Jerome Hunter goes about 25%. It's profitable. But the majority of those runners are on a Thursday or on a Sunday or on a Tuesday. Yeah. This is a Saturday Metro meeting, bigger prize money. It's a different scenario to what you can sort of use as a justification to follow that narrative. Yeah, absolutely. I've got no doubt that there's Mornington trainers that go best on their own track. But that happens with a lot of other places as well. I just think it gets further highlighted by the media that Mornington trainers do win plenty of races at Mornington. And I'm 100% agreeing with him that they do. But if you punted every Mornington trained horse at Mornington, the numbers show that you'd actually lose because they just have such a high population of horse running in those races. Don't forget you're a star and winners and giddy up these days, Jules. You are the media as well. Uh, I'll let you say that, mate, but I'll, I removed myself from that a while ago. <laughs> now, um, the, the, the data, though, at Mornington for riders, Jules, I think is pretty relevant. And and one thing that stands out to me is that the, the, the more senior riders den- tend to dominate. So, like, Ollie goes 29%, Mott, 18.5%, Meech, 18%, Nolan, 18%, Willow, 18%. Like, the, the, the more experienced riders seem to handle Mornington better. I totally agree with that. That's that's absolutely true. Just because it is a unique track, so um, that's that's one hundred percent true. So I would agree with that entirely. I'm interested to see that he's a shocker's the favourite at the moment for the Mornington Cup, and we've got a good track, Dicko. Does that concern you with that horse? The, the whole race concerns me because I've um, I'm pretty. Um, automated in the way I, I, I come to a price and then I've got to put a bit of flair on that from that point and the, the, I haven't flared it up completely but it, it really likes he's a shocker and I don't okay. want to trust it from that barrier um, Blake Shin though you could trust it a little bit I guess Jules but I think it'll soften I think it'll start with a four in front of it but I don't have a lot of confidence reading this market Jules yeah no I agree with that decade that I think this horse clearly starts with a four in front of it. It just seems to be, you know, sort of rock bottom at the moment. Um, and I think you're going to get a better price. So what we're sort of saying to go saying is if you like, he's a shocker and you think it's a really good bet, there's just no need to back it right now. You're going to get a better price throughout the day leading up into the race for he's a shocker sort of the other knock I have for he's a shocker. He brings the right form on. I mean, this horse ran third in the McKinnon, I think back in the spring and he, you know, got the Dubai Honor form. The only thing is, is he, is he a genuine 2,400-metre mm. horse? He's, he's, I think, 2,000, his go. And I understand the carrot to try and get into a Caulfield Cup. So there's no reason not to run him. I think run him in this race. But a genuine 2,400 metres, I think we're going to find out whether he's that kind of genuine stayer. This will be uh, uh, revealed yeah, today. I think but... Jules has nailed this. So there's a question mark on him at 2,400, and there's a bigger question mark on the barrier and the map. And that'll that'll keep the bigger guys off him until we either see evidence that you want to be back and running on, which I doubt you'll see, and um, or so, someone massive trust that the, the saying in these ho- this horse's numbers that say twenty four hundred is a big positive, which I don't see either. So what are you predicting with this market then, Jules? I think right, you are, and he's a shocker. Get a lot closer in the market together. I think there's pretty okay. good support for he's a shocker. So uh, right, you are this morning to suggest. You know, he's been up for a really long time, but they sort of trust the camp there with him. Um, that they can continue to go to the well and deliver. So I think they probably get a little bit closer than what they are right now, sort of three ninety versus six dollars. I think that tightens up. I think Val and Declare there could be sort of some tightening there. I'm sort of trying to actively lay them and 
Um, I am being able to do that at the moment. So at some stage, I'm probably going to have to stop the bleeding there uh, at a certain point. And there's sort of just a few other middle pinners they're mucking around with. Like, so suggest that he's a shocker does have to soften in the market. Horses like, I mean, I can't have it, but a horse like Benno, there's a bit of support there. Uh, horses like Swords Drawn, a little bit of support there. And even Port Phillip with Celine Gordray, who I will say is the bigger punters now are really honing in on this rider who's obviously got those big numbers at the moment in the last week or two and I know can't claim here at the moment, but they're into their big algorithms and database. She'd be spitting out some pretty cool stuff for them at the moment, I think. Confidence is a beautiful thing, and that's what Celine's got at the moment. She is riding quite the wave, and it is great to see, Dicko. What about Jigsaw? You were confident. I'll go to Jules here first with Jigsaw. Dicko was thinking that this horse might start closer to $2 and $3. Jules, how do you assess the Ariba and this favourite? Yeah, it's a really interesting race because from a market perspective, there's no one, there's no real horse they want to back sort of the middle pinner. So you go, okay, they haven't, I mean, I will say not an option. If you can get $11, $12, that seems to be a bit too big at the moment. I think it probably starts single figures. And I know I think it might've won this race last year at a big price with, uh, less weight, but um, it seems to have tightened up. But, you know, there's current sort of not really hard in the market. She's all class looks to be a gap in the market. I think you probably get a better price about it if you like it. Um, bless her. That's a horse that's going to get bigger than the $11, $12. Turk Warrior, I think it's probably found the floor as well. It's seven seven fifty, so it's going to probably get big. So what I'm suggesting here is all these middle pinners, I can't really see a massive push for. So, yeah, 250 260 jigsaw at the moment. Will it get close to even money? I don't think so, but I don't think you're going to get $3 plus or anything like that. But this is a really tricky one because I don't think there's been much movement at the moment. Dicko, you might see it a little bit different to me. Um, but from a market perspective, they just don't seem to have come for really anything at all. The, the only thing they've half-nibbled is not an option. Um, I think current is a wait and watch job track pattern. And if it is sort of on pace, that's what I think will be the final straw for a bit of a collapse on the jigsaw price. I think she's the map horse is the form horse. Um, you know, she's a astute trainer. This horse is pretty consistent um, versus a couple that aren't. I, I'm staggered that the price, like, and I'm going to lay it the seven Turk warrior or is small Toka um, from Tassie. One of the great riders, Toka. Yeah. No data at Mornington I could find, but, um, yeah, I'll be against it, but geez, it's tight. He it's might, short enough, but I might, think it's going to soften big time, Jules. He might cause. Will, will the Tasmanian horse cause the favourite something like a, a maybe a few problems up front in the early part here, Jules? Uh, Jigsaw's pretty quick, to be honest, and I, and I'm always I love speed horses that draw wide because they can have their get their time to get to wherever they want to do. Because if this horse draws one, for some reason there's some outside pressure, then you have to continue to hunt up, hunt up, hunt up. And especially at a place like Mornington, it can get become just a little bit tricky. But gate nine, you can just sort of float over, control how you want, as fast as you want to go. There might be horses to the inside, but that's okay. Um, so I like the wide draw from Jigsaw because I think this allows... Daniel Moore to do whatever irrelevant of what the other horses are doing. So if yeah. Turk Warrior wants to kick up and sit, you know, then I think Daniel Moore can just sit a neck behind it or a half a length behind it and just uh, to the outside of it. So I don't think there's any issue there. I think the gate's a big plus for Jigsaw. 
And I think the the speed helps the better horse. Yeah. So the market's telling you this is the best horse in the race. And if this Tasmanian horse puts some tempo into the race, it'll expose everything to a level that we've seen Jigsaw deliver at. And some of these, most of these, we've seen them fail at. Bear, our Tasmanian form expert, Bear Robertson, says Turk won't have enough speed to go with Jigsaw. So um, we'll back in Bear there. So that's good news if you like Jigsaw. What about in the guineas? You've got Dashing that has had a little bit of support. Dicko, what have you made of the guineas with this market? There's been a few scratchings here. Um, we can take out Lord Turnberry and also Lightning Flash, the 10 and 11 from the guineas today at Mornington. There's a little push, I thought, Jules, for dashing early on, and it's just sort of leveled right back out again this morning. Um, I reckon this race is wide open and no one really knows what to do. Grand Piero is a horse that was enormous at Flemington, but then it's obviously had a setback, which I think the market will spit out. Um, if it was three, three weeks between runs, it'd be one they all came for. Um, Waltz on by was enormous last start. That form, that race we think is going to stand up. Um, I, I don't think it gets past four dollars. Like it'll start with a four in front of it. Um, I think lethal thoughts is the weakness in this market. And, uh, and potentially Elkington Road, but I certainly won't be, it won't be a big price at Baggy. Yeah, this is an interesting race because I sort of looking at this and I think, I think dashing probably starts with a two in front of it. And I know you can sort of say, oh, there might be half a hole in it. But I think just that form line of the Gringotts Loco versus the other form lines that we see might be the one that the bigger guys really love. Big gap back to fourth, Linda Meach, no knock. Yeah, I think it starts with a two in front dashing. I think you're right. Lethal Thoughts is the hole. I mean, $485 is just not going to start anywhere near that. It could actually start closer to double figures from what I can see at the moment, the way this market's trending. So if you like lethal thoughts, I'd be holding off. Bit of support around for King Samuel Dicko. So it's one that sort of tightened up throughout yesterday and, and continues this morning. So that's a positive sign if you like, if anyone likes that horse. Um, I think it, it's sort of going to hold its price. I don't think you're going to get any better than that $13, $12. You're right, Elkington Road looks like it's soft, but you know, I, I don't want to be actively laying it. It's sort of Grand Piero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, Grand Piero, you're right. I mean, I think it starts double figures. Even with Willow going on, I think it's the soft one. Uh, and as you said, probably had the, the issue. Um, and second up to, like, against some really hard fit horses here, uh, suggests that, you know, if you like Grand Piero, just wait because you're going to get a better price. But I think dashing starts with a two in front. This is winners on the opening bell to kick off your Saturday morning. It's 20 minutes past time. We'll take a quick break and we'll take a look at some of the other races there at Mornington and also take a look at Hawkesbury on this Saturday.